Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and TV. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On today's episode, I am talking about the second film by Alex Garland, Annihilation. This movie came out in 2018. This is directed and written by Alex Garland, co-written by Jeff Vandermeer, starring a lot of pretty stacked cast, starring Natalie Portman, uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Tessa Thompson, Benedict Wong, Oscar Isaac, and Gina Rodriguez. This is a movie about an object from space that crashes into a lighthouse and creates this kind of ever-expanding wall of shimmer. They referred to it as a shimmer. Uh, they sent previous missions in to research what is in on the other side of this shimmer wall, that bubble that keeps expanding, uh, only to never return. Uh, and this movie follows a team of female scientists who enter the zone to research it. Uh, this is a movie that I would say far more complex than his first film, Ex Machina, which I reviewed Ex Machina, watched and reviewed Ex Machina last week, and will be reviewing and watching his Alex Garland's Alex Garland's newest film, Men, which I have not seen, next week. Uh, and I've been doing this for up-and-coming directors, watching their films kind of giving getting an idea of how they like to tell stories and seeing how they progress as they make their films and i would say this movie i did not like as much as ex machina uh definitely like this movie less uh, I do like that this movie is taking some big swings. I love a movie taking big swings, trying. I give movies, directors, a lot of credit for trying to do very interesting things, which I think this movie absolutely, without a doubt, does. Uh, I don't hate this movie, <laughs> but I don't love this movie either. Right? Uh, I like the idea of what they're trying to communicate uh, more than I enjoy the execution you know, um, I would recommend I wouldn't recommend this movie to most people, as I think most people know about this movie. I don't think it did very well, um, you know, but it's a movie that I would recommend to somebody if I know that they are super into sci fi, if they are into science in general. I think it definitely raises a lot of questions and and does things in a very unique and interesting way. Um, but for me, I didn't necessarily connect with it, and I'll get into that in my review. So not necessarily a movie that I would recommend to the majority of people. And a movie that, uh, even after having seen it again, right, I wasn't a big fan of it. I believe this is actually going to be my second time reviewing this movie 
on the Ray Taylor Show. So if you want to hear my fresh first opinion on this movie, you can go back to an early episode of the Ray Taylor Show uh, and check that out. Uh, It may have actually been on an older podcast, Ray Loves Movies. I don't know. But I know I've seen this and watched it and reviewed it and didn't really like it necessarily Uh, And I had a lot of the same problems this time around that I did. I believe that I did. I didn't go back and rewatch, but I remember specifically uh, while watching this movie in a theater, having some issues with it that I were mimicked again while watching it at home. And the main thing I would say of this movie is that it's kind of slow. It is a very slowly paced movie that brings up a lot of questions. So slowly paced and a lot of ambiguous, unsure confusion. So there's very little to keep you invested. Aside visually, I think this movie is amazing. And, you know, if you are into, like, if you're a hardcore sci-fi person, then you probably will get a lot more out of this than, which I did enjoy a lot of the things, topics that it brings up, but The whole movie slowly paced and literally just like the first time I watched this movie in the theater while watching this movie at home, I almost fell asleep during the same part of this movie Uh, when I watched it. I remember specifically watching this movie in the theater and almost falling asleep at at a point towards the end, which I'll get to that point. And it is weird how the pacing, the score, and just a lot of the different elements of this movie really lull you into (laughs) a state of slumber uh, in a way that is so weird. It's so, uh, it's, it's definitely not something that helps the movie. Although I do think, despite the fact the energy of this film and the characters, for that matter, very slow, very exhausted. I think in some ways this movie is successful at making the audience feel just as exhausted watching it, sadly, right? You know, just kind of like how in the movie The Lighthouse, which I talked about a few weeks ago, Descent into Madness type of a film, And in many ways, the way the movie is created makes the audience feel disoriented and almost as if they are losing touch with what is real and what is not in what they're watching. So I think maybe this movie might be trying to do that same thing, but as somebody watching a movie in a dark room, in a comfortable chair, uh, to have the, the, uh, the unbearable feeling of exhaustion is not something that helps me stay engaged with the movie. But regardless of that, I mean, even the way the co- the commander, the female commander uh, that's putting together this team of female scientists to go in, the way she speaks is like sad and depressed and very low energy. And the tone and the pacing of this movie reflects that in a lot of ways. So... Maybe it's intentional. Maybe the fact that he's that that successful at replicating that emotion in the audience is a feature, not a bug. 
I love Natalie Portman's performance in this. I think that is by f- one of the highlights of this movie by far. Uh, she plays a professor who is studying cancer cells. She's former military. Uh, she lost her husband uh, who's in the military, and that is where they met. Um, and she's not over that loss. So kind of a sad – there's sad a lot of sadness in this movie as well. Right. I do love that this movie is centered around of a team of female scientists. Right. Women are at the core of this movie. They are the feature and uh, carrying this film. So I do love that aspect of this movie. And I do love the surreal nature of what they do encounter. The experiences that they have while in the zone, quote unquote, uh, I do think are beautiful and interesting and like new and part of the big swing that this movie is taking. But ultimately, like they are this movie is very beautiful puzzle pieces that I feel like don't go together in a way that make me feel satisfied by the end. Right. I It just I feel like. It's almost like as if those 3D, those magic eye posters, right? And you look and you think you see what it is, right? You think you know what you're seeing, but you're not sure. Like, it's not really coming through as clear. And that's what I feel about what this movie is trying to communicate, right? I feel like I understand it, but I could be wrong, (laughs) right? My interpretation, which I'll get into that later on. But very interesting ideas, very hardcore kind of like sci-fi ideas, uh, right? The concepts that it introduced are interesting and, and how they're visualized is very beautiful. The The set design and special effects of this movie are, are definitely the highlight in addition to Natalie Portman's performance. I would say the, the visual aesthetic of everything, of how they're trying to communicate these interesting ideas, very beautiful, right? Like the look of the quote-unquote the event in the zone looks very like kind of a semi-transparent like colored liquids floating over structures. Very, very like trippy, very um, just uh, uh, an aesthetic that you would maybe would find in a weed pipe (laughs) made by a glass blower. But something you probably or in like an oil slick on the road, you know, when it rains and you see the oil that's mixed in the rainwater, how that kind of forms this like liquid translucent shimmering in different colors like it has that kind of a look to it, which is gorgeous. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about are you a fan of art, movies, and all things entertainment? Then you need to check out youtube.com slash inspired disorder. Our page is jam-packed with all kinds of great content, including making of videos of the many faces and ongoing art series of abstract ink paintings. But that's not all. We also feature daily episodes from the Ray Taylor Show, a podcast that brings you movie reviews, TV show reviews, episode recaps, opinion 
opinions on news and entertainment and much more. There's also a weekly diary and top five movie rankings of a variety of categories. And if that wasn't enough, we've also got how-to videos covering all kinds of topics. So why wait? Head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and start exploring the amazing content we have to offer. And now back to the show. Aside from all of the many things they see once they are inside this event, um, I think it's it's definitely doing a, a visual aesthetic that is novel. It is something that I don't think I've seen in anything else. So I enjoy that as well, right? And there's different shots in this movie that are very interesting. There's a lot of obstruction. There's a lot of... A lot of the themes of this movie, but a lot of the just the practical ways that this movie is shot. There's shots where uh, of hands. There are two people talking at a table and there's a glass of water and the shot is through that glass of water and seeing how that glass of water distorts what you're seeing. There's a shot through um, like crinkled plastic in a hospital setting that is distorting what you're seeing once they are inside the event uh, there is a theme of what the fact that everything is being distorted in that so there is definitely distortion is a big theme of this movie and is also present in the way it's filmed the visual aesthetic of this film uh, how there are many shots that are distorted when viewed through a a different material of sorts so right different things that i noticed i appreciated but again ultimately the end product of this movie just like i don't have a firm grasp of what the meanings are but i'll at the end, I'm going to get into spoilers, but at the end, I'll kind of discuss what my theories are of what happened, how this ends. You know, I would say that this is a, a movie that I type of movie that I do enjoy. I enjoy a movie that doesn't speed spoon, sp spoon feed the audience. That's not super heavy handed about what it's trying to communicate. Right. I love a thing that is a bit ambiguous. Right. I don't mind that. I just think that that is a tricky line to ride in film where sometimes when I don't grasp the majority of the like there's very little to really hold on to and to understand. It's hard to really understand any of it. Right. It's almost too much. It's almost too much. So I appreciate that it does that. I think maybe if just the pacing wasn't, if this wasn't a movie that lulled me into sleep, uh, I'd probably appreciate it more. But that's not what it is. And that's okay. I don't have to like every movie. And if somebody does like this, I could see why people would love this movie. Because it is taking a big swing. If it if it's something that, that touches somebody or you know, brings up ideas that somebody connects with in a way, I could totally understand somebody loving this movie. Uh, I am not that person. I am not that person. I don't hate it, but it's just, it's one of those movies where 
you know, it's well-made, interesting, but not a mass... Like, I can understand why a lot of people wouldn't like this movie. But I'm going to be talking about spoilers, so let's get into that. I do like Oscar Isaac coming back for another Alex Garland film. Uh, His character in general is very interesting. Very much a side character. He plays Natalie Portman's characters. So he plays um, Kane. Lena is Natalie Portman. So Kane and Lena are married. Kane disappeared on a mission. Out of nowhere comes back. And they have the conversation at the kitchen table where you see that abstracted view of her touching his hand through the water and it looks reversed. But him coming home out of nowhere, him completely out of it, which you kind of understand at the end why he is completely out of it, right? Can't really give a straight answer. Doesn't really know where he was or what what he was doing, right? Uh, And he starts coughing up blood. So cut to ambulance cut to ambulance being pulled over by government vehicles helicopters black vehicles pulling it over extracting him drugging her extracting her taking them to area x quote unquote right so it's clearly he was part of a big government thing mission right and he is the only person who has been sent into the shimmer who has actually come back out right Although this movie does start with Natalie Portman being interviewed by uh, Benedict Wong, who plays Lomax. So we know that she comes out, too, obviously, because we know she goes in and because she's been interviewed. And this starts off with, like, finding out that she was in there for a while. Right. And completely lost time, which, you know, her character. Right. It's. When she's first brought in, after, you know, they're in the, the ambulance, she gets drugged, she wakes up, she's in Area X or whatever. And her specific knowledge in science could potentially be of help to her husband, who is not doing well, right? And it's one thing to kind of not have control over a situation as she is. But it's completely other thing for her to also specialize in the specific specific form of science that could potentially help him. Right. So it's it's kind of a a next level of being out of control. Right. We know that she survives because she came out. She's being interviewed. Right. The movie starts with her being interviewed after being inside for four months. She thinks that she was maybe in there for a few weeks or a few days. Right complete discrepancy in the amount of time she spent inside but just as out of it as he was right and she has we see during like we cut from events while she's inside to cutting to the interview of her and benedict wong and you see that she has a figure eight tattoo which uh, another one of the scientists had that she didn't have going into it but when she came out she had that tattoo and i think that plays into my theory of what actually happened while she was inside, right? And during this, throughout this movie, we see different flashbacks uh, through dreams that she's having, seemingly, right? Cutting back to moments before uh, her husband, Kane, left, uh, cutting to moments with her 
with one of her colleagues cheating on her husband where I'm sure at that point she probably didn't know if he was alive still. Right. So kind of getting to know little moments about who she is and what she was dealing with before he came back, before he left as well. Right. Definitely some interesting moments in this movie. Right. We had they when they when the women first go in there. Right. And they wake up and they're in camp and none of them have memory from when they entered to waking up that morning in camp. But by looking through their rations, they are able to figure out that they've been there for about two weeks. Very interesting. Right. Uh, but ultimately, we find out that she was in there for four months. Right. So who knows? if that's an accurate assessment of how long they've been in there. Um, but losing time is definitely part of the abstraction that happens when they're in this place. No memories of entering, just waking up in camp. Even the light, like visually everything looks different when they're in there. Even the light looks like it's coming through some kind of a weird filter where everything glow, everything's just more colorful, glows in a variety of colors in a way in every way not only how the light glows in multiple colors but how flowers are growing multiple different kinds of flowers growing off of the same plant when she looks through a microscope the cells that are being changed are have a glow to them a very colorful glow to them so aesthetically it's very beautiful when they're inside right and uh we see that a lot of things are very weird once you're inside. Not only the fact that, you know, a variety of different flowers are all growing on the same plant, but there's they find a camcorder from a previous mission, from the mission where Cain was there. And we see Cain cut open a, a fellow soldier's stomach to show that his intestines are like crawling around inside of him like a a bundle of snakes almost right so things are very weird inside there they are acting very weird they kind of the women kind of feel some of them feel like oh we just that was just camera trickery but we see that a lot of weird things are happening right we see that same body i assume that that film was taken at the bottom of a pool they find that pool and the body is almost it ha has exploded on the wall of the pool with like seemingly different types of fungus very colorful again different types of fungus that have grown out of it definitely if you're watching hbo max's the last of us very similar type of a look not as colorful as is illustrated in this movie but a very similar thing of these like fungus growing out of the person so just kind of and even in the microscope things very beautiful under the microscope right let's take a quick break from this episode because i want to talk about are you looking to add some unique and expressive artwork to your home office or wardrobe look no further than the many faces series by ray taylor that's me. These abstract paintings on paper explore the endless possibilities of the human face, capturing unique expressions of emotion, mood, tone, and energy in just a few minimal features. Now you can bring these stunning and thought-provoking pieces into your own space with high-quality prints and t-shirts. 
featuring designs from the Many Faces series. Or take home a one-of-a-kind original piece for your collection. Don't miss out on this opportunity to add some original and expressive artwork to your home, office, or wardrobe. Head on over to InspiredDisorder.com to browse and purchase original artworks, prints, and t-shirts from the Many Faces series today. And now, back to the show! They have some animal attacks from just these overly sized animals, these large animals. We have an alligator. We have a bear that has the crazy bear head. There's deer that have branches growing out of their heads instead of antlers, right? We They come across these plants that are growing in the shape of humans. And the theory is that, like, genes have been shuffled. The DNA has been changed and... The plants have pieces of human DNA, so the way the plants are growing are in the shape of humans because all of these genes have been shuffled. And I think that's kind of, you know, including the like the radio waves, like everything's been abstracted, everything's been shuffled, everything's been mixed up and randomized, right? And it seems like that is what's causing a lot of these changes where things are being just all of genetic and DNA structures have been shuffled around, expressing a different version of what evolution may have turned out to be on a different planet, but on this planet in a way, right? And the bear is crazy, like I said, right? It like has this crazy kind of like skull like exposed skull in a way when it screams it screams in the voice of Cass right which is terrifying right you have Josie turning into one of those plant people and almost kind of accepting that the moment where they get to the lighthouse right the visuals that you see like the crystal trees very beautiful the score the combination of everything involved when they get to the lighthouse, those, the same time when I watched this movie originally and when I rewatched it this time, that is where I start falling asleep. When she gets, and it's very weird what happens, little to no dialogue in those moments. It is just a the score, the visuals. I am like, it is putting me to sleep in a way that is kind of insane. Right. And seeing in the video, seeing how Kane was replicated, how the person behind the camera was Kane, as well as the person who was exploding the phosphorus grenade. Right. And there is a, a conversation that makes it seem like he is a duplicate of him. He has changed, but obviously looks the same. That similar thing happens with Lena, where she goes into the, the pit and there's this interaction with this being that is trying to replicate who she is at the same time and her destroying that by holding giving it the uh, another phosphorus grenade and pulling the thing and then you see the fire kind of spread um, amongst everything right but my interpretation of the idea of this movie right my interpretation of the film Right, that that obviously an alien type of a thing, a being, right, crash landed or came on purpose, 
to change all of existence, to shuffle the genetic structures of everything in order to cause a new type of an evolution in reality, right? Which obviously failed when she gave her the, the being the phosphorus grenade and it seemingly destroyed everything and ended the, the event, right? But left these two people, Lena and Kane, who are not the original Lena and Kane. As we see in the last scene where Lena, who now has the tattoo of the other woman, right? When she was blended together with the people she was there with, she got that tattoo, right? It, she is now a representation of a blend of things that were, were created in that moment just as Kane is and now they are two they are neither of them are the original Lena and Kane they are the things that were created and shuffled and remixed by the event and since the event was too big of a change and ultimately did not succeed this is in some ways the way they will do it like a long game type of way like in some ways it was a singularity of sorts where everything was being combined in a way that had never been thought to be possible right but also in some ways being an alternate evolution of everything right and when they both give each other a hug knowing that they are both duplicates and that is why they don't have the clear memory. That is why they are so out of it. Because they are not the authentic person. They are not the original version of those two people. That they are now this changed being. And now they will procreate and kind of create this new version of life on this planet that was unsuccessful in it's almost like the plan b of this overall changing of humanity right right to bring the to bring that change that the original event was doing but to do it in a way that is more accepting of our reality to this slower way right I don't know. It's crazy. It's weird. It's visually beautiful. It is exhausting to watch. Um, but, you know, I th what it's trying to do is interesting. Like, I'd almost want to see a sequel, even though I know I wouldn't. But I feel like a sequel would be able to help explain what that, e what that end means. Like... I assume after the events of this movie that Lena and Kane have kids and those kids have the new glowy genetics and on a long enough timeline in human history, those genes eventually spread and take over and eventually become, you know, like thousands of years down the road become evolve humans to another stage of being right because they are a mix of different things so like a, a sequel to this movie set thousands of years in the future would probably give us more answers to what really happened than 
whatever I can just try and wring out of this and this ambiguous ending, right? So very interesting. You know, definitely like a, a movie that requires a lot of thought, which is nothing wrong with that. Very big, complex ideas, right? Very difficult to get my head around things that are happening. Also, slowly paced, very tough when you're fighting off, trying to, you know, being sleep induced while watching this movie, you know. And I think maybe that might be part of as I said, like a feature, not a bug, that it's trying to make you feel exhausted. It's trying to make you feel confused in some ways. So just like the characters felt in The Shimmer, maybe. I don't know. Either way, it's not a movie I will probably revisit anytime soon, but, you know, I enjoy the big swings that it takes. You know, it's a big swing, but also I feel like a miss, right? I appreciate the swing, but I don't think it connected. And, you know, I appreciate movies that, you know, try to make you work to understand them. There's definitely a lot of movies that I do enjoy that are similar but big swings but also connected at least in more ways than this movie does, right? And I think maybe more energy would have helped in some ways, right? And it's definitely my second favorite Alex Garland film out of the two films I've seen so far. So I'm very interested to see what he does in next week. I'm going to be reviewing Men, which I've heard is also very weird. Uh, very interested to see what he does. He's definitely somebody that enjoys tackling and big ideas in a very creative way. So we'll see how, if it is another big swing, see how well it connects with me. Uh, very interested, but you know, an interesting progression with his films. Uh, and that's why I'm doing these kind of series of movie reviews just to kind of get an idea of these kind, these different up-and-coming directors that are trying to do new and interesting things and uh, seeing how well I connect with them. Um, but anyway, regardless of that, I want to thank you all for tuning in to this episode of The Ray Taylor Show. I hope you enjoyed my thoughts on Annihilation. Right. Don't forget to tune in Monday, Wednesday and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews and join the conversation by leaving a comment on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe wherever. If you're watching this as a one off, you just want to hear my thoughts on Annihilation, subscribe and hear my thoughts on so many more movies. Uh, but until next time. Enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.